When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour 2 of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. It is time to introduce you to some live local music. We do this every Tuesday, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea, Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from here on the South Shore into Boston and across New England. Almost ready for our Almost Christmas show coming up next Tuesday night, two hours of holiday music by local bands and musicians. But tonight, we are on the tiny stage with an old friend of WATD. It's Ward Hayden of Ward Hayden and the Outliers. Ward, good evening. How you doing? Doing well, John. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Welcome back. Good to be back. So the last time that you were here, you were with Girls, Guns, and Glory. Uh, there has been a recent name change. Um, take us through that, if you would. Sure, sure. You know, name change, same band, same sound. Um, you know, we'd, we'd been under the name Girls, Guns, and Glory for 12 years. And, you know, quite honestly, it was getting hard to be Girls, Guns, and Glory. But we were we were losing gigs solely because of the name. And I couldn't really blame people. I mean, if I was booking bands, I, I think I would have thought twice about the name as well. And uh, it was just the right time. It felt like the right thing to do. And we, we want to represent ourselves as best we can. And for me, most importantly, you know, my main thing is I want to keep making music and you know, making the music that I want to keep making. And uh, I don't want something to, to get in the way of that. So Ward Hayden and the Outliers, it is. Exactly. And it's 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 kind of, you know, both funny and cool the way things change and evolve because I remember when you guys first came out as a band and it was at around the time when there was sort of a, a country resurgence in the New England area. And, you know, at the time, nothing really said country music more than Girls, Guns, and Glory. <laughs> But, you know, it's 2018, times have changed, and like you said, you know, that name alone can make people uncomfortable. It can, it can. I, I mean, you know, the, for us, the last straw was was a, a biker festival, and I, and I mean real bikers, uh, canceled week of the show, saying that the name was courting controversy. And, uh, you know, we realized at that point, if, if bikers can't have us, you know, there's no hope. We We, we had to start thinking of things, and you know, I put it to the band and, and Josh, our drummer, you know, he proposed calling the band The Outliers. You know, we, we've been from the Northeast. We've never left the area. We've we, we've always kind of thought of ourselves as, as people born out of time and born out of place. And we've been playing country music in, in a place not necessarily known for country music. And uh, we've been outliers for, for 12 years. We, we figured we should we should call ourselves what it is, which is The Outliers. Well, I think it's very fitting. Well, thank you. So, Ward, if you would, uh, t- I know even though you are now Ward Hayden and the Outliers, the, the band as a whole has been together for the most part over the last 10 years or so. Take us through the history of, of your musical career. Sure. I mean, you know, the band started right in situ. It was, it was a bit of a solo project for a while, and then actually started up with a bunch of South Shore guys, and one by one as, as the band kind of developed and things changed, they dropped out, and I wound up moving to Boston, uh, and I've been there for the last 10 years. Uh, in fact, just moved back to the South Shore last week, but I've been in Boston for 10 years and uh, just met people through the Boston scene that are with me now. Paul Dilley on bass, uh, he's been with me about eight years, and Josh Kiggins on drums, um, you know, he's been with me almost seven years now. And our, our young fellow, Cody Nilsson, he's he's our, our hot rod uh, pedal steel and, and guitar player. He's been there about two and a half years now. He's the man. He's been here a few times over the past couple of years in different variations of bands so glad to see he ended up with you guys he, he he's incredible i mean he, he, you know i call it youthful exuberance he's he's 25 years old and he's, he's got more energy than <laughs> i've ever had at any point in my life fantastic well before we get too much further can we hear a song sure sure there's a there's one that it actually wrote right down in situate when uh when i was living on first parish row this song is called marianne all right ward hayden and the outliers ward hayden in studio tonight on watd it's all yours don't know where I called you, baby A lack of judgment in my brain So if you're the only girl without a heart Who could leave me in such a way 
phone stopped ringing And my words carried away All my self-respect Yeah, I Was on a message and refrain Hayden of Ward Hayden and the Outliers live on the tiny stage tonight on Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. Very nice, my friend. Good job on that one. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Tell us how a song like that was written, if you would, please. You know, th- th- that one actually began as, a, as another song. Um, it, all that I really had was the chorus there of, of Marianne. And um, I met up with my friend uh, Rob Loyot down in Situate, who was producing some records for us at the time. And and uh, we put together a song that we were pitching to uh, Sirius Satellite Radio, and they were they were going to cast uh, me or someone in a commercial, and they needed a song, and it, it had to be a girl's name. And and Rob was like, you know, why not why not Marianne? He's like, flesh that one out, and I did. And lo and behold, a Norwegian actually got the commercial, but uh, I got the song. <laughs> it's been, been one of my favorites to play ever since. Now, which uh, which record did that appear on? That was that was on um, uh, Sweet Nothings. Sweet Nothings. Okay. How did your songwriting evolve from record to record? Uh, you know, it's a good question. I, you know, sometimes you have a focus, and you know, sometimes you know you just you're just feeling leaning more rockabilly or more leaning more rock and roll or more country on something. Um, I mean, with, with Sweet Nothings, we definitely were were trying to make more of a blend of of a rock and country record. You know. Classic country sounds with with a, a more modern rock and roll sound uh, blended in, and that's why we we want to work with Paul Coldery uh, for that one, who done um, you know so, some of the Radiohead albums and 
just about every great Boston band. I mean, you know, he's the originator of the Boston sound back in the 90s. I mean, everybody was coming to him from from Hole to, uh, you know, I mean, uh, bands that I really like, like Morphine and stuff, you know, Paul was just the man who could get the sounds, and, and that was that was what we wanted to do and kind of bring that Flying Burrito Brothers sound into the mix as well. Fantastic. Now, I, I need to ask, too, and this is something that I've, I've been wanting to ask you forever, is how do you go from listening to bands like Hole and Morphine to, you know, being the, the second coming of Johnny Cash or the second coming of Hank Williams? I mean, I, I, I would probably thank early 2000s radio for not playing anything good. Um, <laughs> I was getting so bored, actually. Like, I used to do these long drives to school, and uh, I just had nothing to listen to and things weren't grabbing my, my, my ear. You know, I, I liked a lot of the rock that came out of the 90s, and, and I got really into the punk and hardcore scene that was happening in Boston, uh, especially at the at, you know mid to late 90s. And then as that was changing, like, nothing was really taking its place. And I actually borrowed uh, some cassettes because I, I had a, an Oldsmobile Delta 88 that had a tape deck. <laughs> and I started borrowing cassettes uh, to drive to school. And, um, you know, the, they were my mom's, it was my mom's music. But, uh, you know, Johnny Cash was in there and Hank Williams was in there and Charlie Pride. And I remember listening to, you know, stuff like Linda Ronstadt and, and Emmylou Harris and Dolly Parton and, you know, their, their uh, super group trio and stuff. And just thinking the sounds were just so good. Um, and there was no going back for me after that. I, I, you know, I actually pulled up to school one day listening to Don't Take Your Guns to Town by Johnny Cash. And I watched the bus pull up and pull away without me on it. Uh, I just couldn't get out of the car. Like, I had to finish that song. And, you know, it, it was years after that that I, I, I finally got the courage up to, to write and play music. But that music just became my passion uh, from that moment on, probably when I was about 20 years old. What was the initial response to you playing country music in a city not really well known for country music? It, it certainly took a little while to catch anybody's attention. I mean, we, we couldn't buy a show for like the first year of the band. Like we had our first CD release in Boston at a venue we had to rent because no one would book us. And then uh, you know, I mean, the South Shore really came out hard for us. Uh, I mean, to their credit, I mean, I remember that first show that the place probably should have held 200 people, and I think we probably packed about 300 people in there. Um, and it, I knew at that point that, you know, we were on to something, and it was something we could do something with. Um, and then, you know, record labels showed up, and we did our best to, to, to make records and, and work in, an, in a dying industry. Uh, and we held on to that for a while. I mean, we, we did... A few years ago, talk our way out of being in, in a long-term record contract we had signed. And to their credit, they let us out. And we've been independent for the last two and a half years and quite honestly loving it. Um, you know, we, we got a couple label offers on the horizon, uh, I will admit. But, you know, unless they can do more for us than we can do for ourselves, I think we're going to remain an independent band for the foreseeable future. I mean, not to, not to say too much, but quite honestly, in the, in the last, you know, couple years, it's the first time we've seen money from selling records. Uh, you know, when we finally got good representation, the first thing they said was, you've got a bad record deal. You know, and, uh, and we did. But at the time when we signed it, you know, it was, it was either, you know, spin our wheels and not make recorded music or sign a record deal and actually have some, some backing. Um, so you live and you learn. And as we move forward in this business, you know, my ultimate goal is, is, is to have learned from our past mistakes and be able to, to do better as we move forward. And, and, you know, it's a passion, but it's also a business. And you gotta, you gotta have, have a good head on your shoulders to, to stay happening in this, in this kind of game. Very true. We're chatting with Ward Hayden of Ward Hayden and the outliers tonight. Let's do another song, Ward. What do you have next for us tonight? Sure. Uh, let's do, um, let's do, uh, we'll do a little slower country ballad here. This one I wrote, on our very first trip out west, we were out there for about five or six weeks and just losing our minds, being being young and out on the road and, and just being strangers in somebody else's hometown night after night. And Called Reno, Nevada. I am here in Reno, Nevada 
might as well be a world away from anyone I've known or anything I've seen. Still, it feels like home to me. Cold beer in my hand, words I don't understand. Lights like little moons light each little street. I'm here a world away Sometimes I believe we're living In a world, a world away When neon lights are in Reno, Nevada Our roses find another name All alone in the middle of the night Too early to call Too late for what's right Staring at the ceiling In the blackness of spite Just wandering the world away I swear The memories come dancing Stars shine as I lie Awake in the white glow of moonlight The day fills the room I'm up and out by noon Wandering the world away Sometimes I believe we're living In a world, a world away When neon lights are in Reno, Nevada Our roses banded in Sometimes I believe we're living in a world, a world away. When neon lights are in Reno, Nevada, our roses better the name. I've seen those lights are in Reno, Nevada, the roses better the name. That is Wood Hayden live on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Great job, my friend. Thank you. We have to take our first time out of the night, but um, do you have more songs to share with us after the break? Oh, for sure. Fantastic. We do have Wood Hayden. My name is John Shea. We are brought to you every Tuesday by Tiny and Sons Glass. Don't forget to follow us online tonight, facebook.com slash Radio. Or on Instagram at Almost Famous Radio, and we have more right after this. Hi, I'm Susan Catanio, and you're listening to Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. Yes, we are back here on 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from here on the South Shore into Boston and across New England, being joined tonight on the tiny stage by Ward Hayden. Ward, good evening. How you doing in there? Doing very well. For those who may have missed the first part of the show and may not have heard of you, tell us who is Ward Hayden. Remind us again. <laughs> so I'm Ward Hayden of Ward Hayden and the Outliers, formerly Girls, Guns, and Glory, born down here uh, on the South Shore and uh, been, been Boston-based ever since. Fantastic. And share with us, I know there's quite a bit out there, but what is available right now? Didn't you guys just drop a new EP? We, 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 we did. It's funny, you know, we've been, we've been waiting to see what, what we're going to do with it because uh, if we do go through with the label deal, we can't release it. So we've been selling it at shows. We, we toured <laughs> Europe uh, for about five weeks, uh, you know, in October, November, and, and we're selling it there. So if you want a sneak so, peek, that's the place to go. It, it, it is, although, you know, we're, we're going to be uh, at the Narrows Center in Fall River on December 29th, and, and we'll have it there. We actually we got a whole new line of merch, a bunch of new T-shirts, men's and women's shirts, and all kinds of stuff. And, um, and then we'll be at uh, City Winery Boston on January 25th uh, with uh, 
alt-country legends, The Swinging Stakes, and we'll have the, the new album there as well. Now, when I hear people mention The Swinging Stakes, a lot of people mention you, your name, with them. Were they an influence on Girls, Guns, and Glory at all? No, not in the beginning. You know, I actually had not heard of them when I first started playing, and then shortly thereafter, people started bringing up, you know, had I heard The Swinging Stakes and, and sharing their music with me. And then immediately, I, 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 I mean, I didn't realize just how good that band was and and they don't play that often so like when they get together and, and I mean they are still so good uh, everybody in that band is good and uh I mean for, for for us it's like it's like going to rock school getting to see those guys and they're, they're <laughs> such sweet guys too I mean they just they just throw down I mean they probably play a handful of shows every year and 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 they they have just I, I they haven't lost a step I mean they're they're just excellent not to take a detour, um, but they are one of the few bands that almost everybody in that band can sing lead and does sing lead uh, yeah, on their records. And, record. and, and is exceptionally good at their instrument. I mean, it, like that, like that. I mean, you know, they're assigned to, to to Warner Brothers and stuff, and you know, they did the late night talk show circuit and all that. You know, I think in in a fair and just world, uh, a lot of people would be say, saying "Swinging Stakes" in the same breath as as Wilco and and Uncle Tupelo and. And Ryan Adams and and you know bands that have 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 somehow risen higher, but the Swing Stakes are right there up right up there with them in my in my personal opinion. And there's still time; they still sound great. So they do. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Can we talk about the other big show that you have coming up, or are we keeping that on the down low for the time being? <laughs> <laughs> well, well ho- hopefully it's been announced by by by, uh, by whatever, but. Um, New Year's Eve, uh, we will be at the Cabot with with uh, Peter Wolf of the legendary Jay Giles band. We love Peter and his band. I mean, just another incredible, great bunch of guys. And that New Year's Eve throwdown at the Cabot in Beverly is gonna gonna be a, a heck of a good time. And that is a cool place too. I mean, it's it's a drive from here on the South Shore, but it's this legendary old school theater. I mean, that that place probably opened what in like the the early nineteen hundreds or the nineteen teens or something. Yeah. The, such such a cool room, and and we're we're gonna be doing a special show that night. We're actually gonna be playing all acoustic that night. Uh, we'll be we'll be kicking the night off at eight p.m. and uh and then Peter and the Midnight Travelers gonna be taking the stage. And Peter Wolf's just the coolest front man that's that's ever existed. I think. I mean, every every time I see him on and off the stage, I I just can't believe how how cool that guy is. He but. just looks cool. Like you just you know him. Just he's got like spin moves and stuff. I mean, I, I, I mean, the, the, the guy the guy can work like a two foot area of stage better than anyone I've ever seen. He's Boston's Mick Jagger. <laughs> he that he is that he is. <laughs> One of my favorite songs that Peter does is is a song he sang with with Mick Jagger called "Nothing But the Wheel." Great tune. Oh, so good, so good. Great country song. Well, can we hear some more great country from you? Sure. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do a song that's that's actually off the new album. Uh, this is a song that was uh, originally done by Fountains of Wayne, and it was the song that came on after Stacy's mom. Uh, but I, I think it's a far more heartbreaking and, and deeper song than Stacy's mom was. Called Hackensack. Now I work for my dad 
stripping the paint off the hardwood floor I was pretty bad Sometimes I wonder where you are You're probably in LA That's where it seems everybody else ends up these days And I will wait for you I need to If you ever get back To pack and sack I'll be here for you Oh Hayden, 95.9 WATD, covering Fountains of Wayne, which I think is one of the more underrated bands of all time. Uh, well said. And I think they just wrote a bunch of songs for the uh, New Monkeys record that came out a few months back. Oh, I, I, I had no idea. That's, that's, that's actually really cool. And actually, I, I also think, I think they're uh, from Western Mass. They, they are. I, I, think, I don't know if they're originally from there. I know Chris lives out there now. Um, and the band may have been based out there for a while. They, they, from what I've, I don't want to talk out of school, but from what I've heard, I don't, I don't know how well they get along. But, <laughs> but, but, but they certainly have, have written some real gems. Kind of like the Oasis Brothers. Yeah, yeah. The, it, it, <laughs> it's funny how that push and pull somehow creates great music. Sometimes you need tension, I guess. Yeah, to, to... Lennon, Lennon, McCartney, you know, you, you got to hate each other to, yeah, to write beautiful yeah. music. No, the, the, I don't know why that's part of it, but maybe it's all the emotion mixed into it. But, uh, but yeah, the, it, it certainly has led to... To great music, you got to have that that tension and release. Absolutely, uh, I want to go back a little bit because um, in the first uh, before we took the the uh, the first commercial break, you were talking about being an independent musician, free from from a contract. And I know you were and have been approached several times. And w- I'm wondering what advice you would give to somebody who's you know whose aspiration is to find a record deal and to and to to get signed. Mm. And that's a, that's a good question, John, because sometimes I wish I, I I could take my own advice. Um, I would be cautious with anything anybody puts their name to with giving up publishing or or giving up the recordings themselves. Uh, you know, you, you definitely need to be protective of of your own intellectual property, and and you know, it's certainly worth hiring somebody like an entertainment lawyer to look out for you and. You know, good representation goes a long way in, in this business. So, just to you know, to to, to be aware um, and and to do your homework and do your best to put the right people around you if you're gonna if you're gonna be entering into contracts with with co- companies who are essentially corporations who have a lot more money than the individual. I want to talk about songwriting too, um, and I'm curious as to how you compose. How do you create your art? Well, for the longest time, I, I was actually waking up in the middle of the night, and, and songs were, if not completely, at least halfway writing themselves while I was just dreaming, which was like the probably the best songwriting time of my life. I I I'd do anything to get back there, but uh, lately it's just been a matter of, of waiting for inspiration to strike, and 
not letting it get away. I mean, when inspiration shows up, just making sure to carve out the time, sit down there and, you know, sometimes even fight through, uh, you know, the blocks that you hit, you know, the, the bumps in the road, uh, you know, making sure you're not, you're not checking the phone every five minutes, uh, just focusing on the, on the task at hand. And, you know, if, if you're, you're riding the wave and you gotta, you gotta stay on the wave, you can't, you can't jump off, um, and that can be hard in this day and age. I mean, I feel like my phone goes off every five five seconds. It's buzzed a few times while I've even just been sitting here talking to you. But, uh, you know, a lot of times just, you know, throw the phone to the end of the bed and focus on the song and get as far into it as you can in the moment. Now, when you're writing, do you write from personal experience or can you put yourself in the mind of somebody else and write from their point of view? Uh, a, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. I mean, I, I'd say the majority of what I've written has come from personal experience, but there, you know, uh, like the song Centralia, uh, that, that was a song where I'd, I'd woken up in Pennsylvania one night in a hotel and couldn't sleep and watched a documentary on TV about the town of Centralia. And for years, I was like fascinated by it. Every time we tore through eastern uh, Pennsylvania, you know, at, at the end of a show, if we were talking to fans or something, I'd, I'd bring it up if anybody knew about the town. People told us stories and, you know, couple years into it, I, I felt like I had acquired enough information to actually write a song that I felt could do that town justice and, and try to try to tell the story of, of Centralia in, in three and a half minutes of song. Now, I learned about that from you, actually, at one of your shows. I think it was at the uh, the uh, one of the Bridgewater Coffeehouse shows. Oh, that's awesome. Um, if, for those who might not be familiar, could you give us a little background as to what that's all about? Sure, sure. It, it's a, a town in Pennsylvania that was a coal mining town and uh, the townsfolk, they actually dug illegal mine shafts to the coal. And then the, the coal seam that ran through the town caught fire. And from what I've been told, there's not enough concrete on earth to fill the illegal mine shafts to actually put out the fire and stop the flow of oxygen. So the town has been literally burned up um, and it's been wiped off the face of the earth. Uh, the, the, the town got bought out by the state and they, you know, they, they, literally wiped it off the map but you can still go there and it it truly it, it's the end of days i mean it's it's burned out homes it's people's belongings like just strewn about and i mean this happened decades ago and it's still burning it's it, it's going to burn for hundreds of years it, it, it's actually ironically burned up the town next to it called burnsville oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, i mean it, it's 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 a it's a real uh it's kind of a a, a terrible tale but it's fascinating and a lot of townsfolk held on as long as they could, and no, I mean, very few people want to want to leave the the life they have and the life they've known, and um, it just got to a point where the, the people of that town had no choice but to leave. Can we hear the song? Sure, sure, be happy to play. Why not? You know, perfect segue. Haven't played it in a while, so. <laughs> I've been joking lately that I I tune because I care. The tuning song. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want to be in tune because you want you, you, you don't want it to pull people out of the song if it's sounding weird. Centralia, Pennsylvania. Rivers don't run orange at nature, don't you know? Rivers are the lifeblood of the land Oh, and these hills got carved out A million years ago When no one was around to mine their coal The town in Pennsylvania Been on fire for 50 years Claimed the lives of the residents Who once lived there In Norman that's wide open For all to understand The gap between hell and the promised land And in these hills There's a limited supply we're gonna keep on digging Until the well runs dry There's no money without fuel We cannot afford to wait 
God bless the human race Little Todd Dombrowski He almost fell to his doom Playing in his backyard On Valentine's afternoon Instead of chasing young girls' hearts Clung to his potential tune Clinging to the ground like a flower in bloom And in these hills There's a limited supply We're gonna keep on digging Until the well runs dry There's no money without fuel We cannot afford to take God bless the human race Live, 95.9 WATD. Great job, man. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm not even sure if when I heard you play that song live originally, if that had even been recorded yet or if that record was, was even out yet, but I went and I, I, you sparked my interest. I went home that night. I, you know, brought up Google and YouTube and I typed in Centralia, Pennsylvania, and I thought you may have just, you know, made up that name, Todd uh, <laughs> Domboski, but there really was that guy who fell into the lava, you know, and on Valentine's Day and then survived. So that's, that's Yeah, yeah, the, it, like he he was the straw that broke the camel's back in that town, like, you know, he was just a school kid and was just playing in his in his yard fell into a like just a sinkhole that was like a f- the fiery depths of hell was how it was described. He was clinging to the ground for literally his life he would have fallen and burned to death. And uh thankfully he held on long enough. They pulled him out of the hole. And uh, and after that, you know, the townspeople realized, you know, it was too much of a danger. Uh, the ground underneath them was just getting literally burned up. Um, it just wasn't safe to be there anymore. And a lot of people at that point, um, you know, their homes got bought up by the government and the government literally took their zip code away and, and wiped them off the map. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a terrible tale, but a fascinating story. I mean, it's a it's a cautionary tale. And, you know, I, when I first heard of it, I, I I said to myself, yeah, I need to learn more, and it's a story that that needs to be told and 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 spread. I think we could all take a few life lessons from the the story of Centralia. Have you played that song in Pennsylvania? Oh, many times. Many. It, 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 it's funny that that, that song uh, it, it it gets requested probably every time we're in Pennsylvania. Um, it, it's it's always cool, especially to play it in in the eastern part of the state. Now, speaking of 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 touring and playing shows. You've been overseas to Europe a number of times. What has that been like? Because I know um, it's a whole different market overseas than it is here. It is. I mean, Europe's been great for us. I mean, you know, I feel fortunate we've been we've been able to go over, you know, spend, you know, 
one or two months over there every year, uh, traveling around in you know France, Spain, Germany, Belgium, uh, and most recently we've been going to Scandinavia a lot to Norway and Sweden, and it's just it's just been amazing over there. I mean, I've been so impressed with just how like what a great cultural export American music is, and and just so impressed with with how people in 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 countries whose whose you know native language is not English. How American music, especially stuff from like the '40s, '50s, '60s, like that, it's just held on. Like it never stopped being cool. You know, you can walk into a bar and they'll put Chuck Berry on the speakers, and people will be twisting the night away. You know, it, it like it's still appreciated in a very big way over there, and and I really dig that because uh, you know, I love a lot of the older styles of American music, and and uh, heck, I think I used to work in education. I I think they should teach teach early rock and roll and classic country music in schools that it's just it's 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 the sound of our country and, and it's uh, sort of you know defined our country too in, in a way it did i mean, I mean heck you you look at elvis El, El, elvis was a, a lot of a, a huge way of how a lot of people learned about america and american music not n- not even just in europe i mean heck elvis brought rock and roll to a lot of america um that's true. Music was very regional, and then superstars began to emerge, like you know, Hank Williams, and then you know, and then we had Elvis Presley, who brought American rock and roll all all over the world I and mean, to America, like you said, and all over America. I mean, it's just so cool. I've heard too um, that there's some parts of Europe where people only clap, clap on the two and the four and other places <laughs> where they only clap on the one and the three. I, I would say most places we've been in Europe, uh, people clap on the one and the three. And we get that in the States too, but I've asked people, I'm like, like especially in France, and I love France. We, we've, we've been there probably more than any other country. I think this last tour was our, our 12th time touring in France. And, and, and I've asked people, like, why does the clapping happen on the one and the three so uh, readily? And and a lot of people equate it to you know in traditional folk music from a lot of these European countries, uh, the the beat is on the one and the three. Interesting. Yeah. So even if they hear rock and roll songs with a, a two and four backbeat, uh, you know, in in, in the it, the way they feel it, and it's like a soul level thing, that they're feeling it on the one and the three. In fact, Waylon Jennings was like the first country musician to truly capitalize on that, and uh, he he talks about that in his biography where he realized when he was playing down in Arizona, um, and, and he, I mean, he played like six, seven nights a week kind of thing, um, you know, four to six hours a night. He was like, people kept gravitating towards the songs on the one and the three. So he began to gear his music towards leaning on the one and the three. Interesting. Most recently, uh, the guy to do it was Sturgill Simpson. I mean, and his music was is so soulful. I don't even think people realize that the beats on the one and the three, um, <laughs> but 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 it is. I mean, it, it, it's got that dare I say Waylon Jennings feel. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a folk music thing. Let's go back and listen. <laughs> Sounds good. It's cool. It's cool. Let's uh, do some more music, Ward. What do you want to share with us next? You know, some let's. let's uh, on, on the new uh, the new album, we got an Elvis Presley song. We were talking about Elvis, and uh, you know, just again, if, if people do want to pick up the new album, it'll eventually, probably in, in March or April, be available online. You know, you can find us at Ward Hayden and the Outliers dot com, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, everything. But um, get out to a show. Get out to a show. We'll we'll be at the Narrow Center on December twenty uh, ninth in Fall River, and in Boston at City Winery on January twenty fifth. And this is a song that's off uh, the new album is called the Viva Las Vegas Bright light city gonna sit my soul sit my soul on fire Lot of money, so ready to burn. Sit those stakes up high. There's a thousand pretty women living out there. I'm just living, devil may care. I'm just a devil with love to spare. Fever. Las Vegas 
fever Las Vegas How I wish there were more Twenty-four hours in the day Even if there were forty more I wouldn't sleep a minute away With the black jack poker and the roulette wheel Fortune won and lost on every deal All you need's a strong heart and nerves of steel Beaver Las Vegas Beaver Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas with your neon flash When I'm bandits crash All your hopes down the drain Viva Las Vegas turning day into night time Night into daytime See it once Never be the same again I'm gonna keep on the run I'm gonna have on me some fun If it cost me my very last dime If I wind up broke Well, I'll always remember that I Hit a swing in time Oh, I'm gonna give it everything I got Lady luck, please let the dice stay hot Gonna shoot a seven with every shot Beaver, Las Vegas Beaver Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas Viva Viva Las Vegas Ward Hayden, 95.9 WATD. Awesome job, man. Oh, thank you. Some Elvis Presley. Love Elvis. Got to take our final time out of the night, but do you have one more to share with us after the break? Oh, sure, sure. Excellent. Let's do that. And uh, we have more with Wood Hayden after this, 95.9 WATD, and stay tuned. Mike Joshua and Americanorama comes your way at 10 o'clock tonight. Hi, this is Jenna Lottie, and you're listening to 95.9 WATD, Almost Famous. 95.9 WATD, we are back with our final segment of the Tiny Stage tonight, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Don't forget, next Tuesday night is our almost famous Almost Christmas special. We have two hours of independent Christmas music from bands and musicians from all across New England, and then the week after that's our best of 2018. So a lot of good stuff coming your way here on Almost Famous on WATD, but tonight... We are on the tiny stage with the amazing Ward Hayden. Ward, good to have you back, man. Great to be here. For those who uh, may have missed the uh, the first hour, tell us again, who is Ward Hayden and who are the outliers? <laughs> so I am Ward Hayden, um, and uh, Ward Hayden and the Outliers, we're, we're a rock and roll country band, you know, uh, formerly called Girls, Guns, and Glory, based here in Boston, Boston area for the last 12 years. And uh, you can catch us December 29th at the Narrows Center in Fall River. And also uh, January 25th at City Winery, Boston. Excellent. And uh, how about the uh, the website, social media, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that? Ward Hayden and the Outliers.com. And uh, if you go on Facebook and type in Ward Hayden and the Outliers, you find us on there. We're on Instagram and Twitter and all that. We try to stay as active as we can. You can follow, up, follow us on tour. And we, we, we try to put uh, updates of, of, of the adventures and misadventures we, we seem to we seem to always be on tour, so so we're pretty active on there. Awesome. And uh, where's uh, where's Rufus tonight? <laughs> Rufus is probably asleep on the couch, but um, <laughs> he, he 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 was he was actually actually getting active as I was, as I was uh, leaving the house tonight. But he's probably asleep already. Nice. We miss him. He's Crystal a, he, too. He, <laughs> they're they're both great. They're both great. 
Rufus is such a, such a nice little dog. Awesome. Um, so we have time for one last song before we wrap things up and say goodnight, but what are we uh, going up to 10 o'clock with? Sure, let's... Uh... Let's do, a, let's do an old Hank Williams song. I love it. Ward, get home safely. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, best of luck in the new year with all the uh, the upcoming shows. Oh, John, thank you. I appreciate it. In the twilight glow I see you Blue eyes crying in the rain as we kissed goodbye and parted I knew we'd never meet again love is like a dying ember Stroll hand in hand again 